uh, one of the questions was, can you catch up your sleep over the weekends? Mm. That's what I was Answer wondering. this yourself. Answer it. Take a minute to pause it. But the answer is no. No, you, you can't. can't. Yeah. Because, what, okay. It's like a three to one ratio of sleep debt. Right. But also like think about it logically as well. <laughs> we have a seven day cycle purely because of, oh, wait, why do we have a seven day cycle? Is it Caesar's time or something? Some, something, yeah. some, some, some sort of thing. This is the structure of our week, right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't like permeate into our physio physiological yeah. sort of mm -hmm. systems and stuff. So how can you expect a seven day cycle to be reset? Resetting your physiological yeah. clock. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and it does not work like that. Welcome back to Subcut, the medical-ish podcast where we talk about things that will be interesting to any high schooler, medical student, or doctor, or just anyone who's interested in the field of medicine and healthcare. My name is Justin. I used to be a doctor. My name is Emma. I'm a third-year physiotherapy student. Hey, guys. My name is Neil. I'm a fourth-year medical student. And today, we're going to be talking about a pretty big topic. I feel a lot of people will be able to resonate with this. And it's sleep deprivation. And I know Justin and I have a pretty extensive history with sleep deprivation. Neil? No, I, I sleep like a baby most nights. Good I'm, for you. I'm, yeah, I love my <laughs> sleep. No, yeah. Um, but I know as a university student, a lot of people struggle with this. But I think also with doctors, but I'm not too sure if that's just a misconception or not. No, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of <laughs> sleep deprivation in not just doctors. Like it starts young, oh. you know. It starts from <laughs> it starts from the first year pre med. It goes all the way through medical school and then permeates in through everyone doing their random shifts and trying to sort their sleep cycle out. But most, I think, most people as they get more and more used to it, they don't really suffer with this as much anymore. Like personally, my main issues with sleep deprivation were definitely earlier on like my sleep was real bad in sort of first second and third year and then it, it progressively did get better but it was a it was a struggle for me it was like really a struggle yeah. it was actually it was very dangerous for me but like yeah what's your history with sleep dip i mean that's it's pretty similar to be honest and a lot of the time people will ask you like What's causing it? Are you stressed? Is it because you're worrying about something? Is there something that you're thinking about when you're in bed? And for me, unfortunately, it was none of those things. And my sleep hygiene was really good as well. But I still couldn't sleep. And the way that I explained it to people, and people still find it hard to understand, is that I was thinking about the most random things. Like I could be thinking about why a banana peel is yellow or something like that. And I just wouldn't realize that I was awake like for hours. And then some noise would happen or something would shift or I would need to go to the bathroom. And then I'd be like, wow, I've been awake for three hours now. <laughs> and that's why people don't really understand it because usually I feel like when you have insomnia, it's associated with stress or something like that. But I had really bad insomnia for about two years. I got put onto sleeping pills and everything. Sleeping pills didn't even work for me either, which was just then at that point it was like, what do I do now? Mm. Um, how was it affecting your life though at the start it's really hard I don't know if you would have a similar experience but at the start you feel you know how you usually feel when you skip a day of sleep when you're just a bit tired but after a while it actually became normal for me mm. and that was the scariest part like I just felt I was in my body but I wasn't aware of what was going around me if that makes any sense so an example I always give to people was one day, which don't ever drive if you haven't been sleeping, but I just, I just 
hadn't been sleeping for such a long time that I was like, oh, I'm just going up the road. It's fine. It'll be okay. Don't do that. It's wrong. And I'll tell you why. And it's because this one time I was up the road at a restaurant with my friend and I was reversing. I saw this big cement block. I talked about the cement block to my friend. I was like, hey, there's like a random big cement block. Why is that there? And I was talking about it. I was looking at it and I still reversed back into it. Okay. And it was just because to me, yeah, my head, my head just didn't make the connection with like my reality, if that made any sense. Because this was about six months into me not sleeping, like getting a max of two hours or something per night. And it kind of just becomes your new normal. You just, well, to me, it did at least. I just was in my body, but I didn't know what was going on around me. And that made things like university, work, dealing with anything to do with life Mm. really hard. Yeah. And it's no surprise. I mean, in a nutshell, you're just more prone to making mistakes and stuff. That's that's a serious issue that I think a lot of doctors and stuff um, worry about as well and that we should worry about. But um, it was funny that you said most people tend to ask, oh, what's causing it and stuff? Because that was literally going to be my next question before (laughs) before Justin was saying anything as well. Um, But... Yeah, like I, like you said, there. I always think of like sleep deprivation as having some sort of sinister cause, or or, or at least a solvable, like an easily that, solvable. That was what, what the worst trigger? part was because there was nothing to solve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even the doctor was like, "What?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "I don't know." And that might just be specific um, mm. to in your case and stuff, but I know like Most at, at least for in other cases there are several other more sinister causes and stuff. What was interesting though is that Justin, when you were saying. Um, the sleep deprivation for you had like early on causes in first, second year and stuff. And then it got better and then it probably got worse in how suffers the years as well. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, obviously those causes would be different in that way. Yeah. Um, was well, wait, was let's, let's wait. Do they overlap? Let's just go back, no? Emma. Um, <laughs> Are you trying to diagnose block? me? <laughs> no, no, no. If we fast forward a bit, how did you, did you solve it? Did you, is it still, a, is this like your current, your present reality? It's like no, I had sleep deprivation. <laughs> I'm having sleep deprivation. <laughs> no, I had sleep deprivation for about two years. And I was honestly averaging a good deep amount of like deep sleep for about, I would say 10 to 12 hours per week or something like that for a while. And you're supposed to get eight per night, right? I, well, I think deep <laughs> sleep, you, you don't re- need as much. Uh, mm. Deep, like the deepest sleep, you, you, I think you're looking at trying to optimize like four to six hours of deep mm. sleep. Which per would night? be good. Yeah, yeah. You oh, okay. per, per night, per mm. night. Yeah, so you would be doing like 20. So you, you were still def- yeah. definitely under. Like, it was like I, I was awake, but I didn't know I was awake. So it was that light sleep, but just all the time. And it was only for, yeah. it was all the time whenever I did get the light sleep. So how did you actually overcome It actually that? just went away. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, mean, <yeah>. I <laughs> got put on sleeping pills, everything. Nothing was working. I doubled my dose of sleeping pills. Nothing worked. And then one day it just went away. Was that? Slowly, um, but it went away. <laughs> the sleeping pill that you are, are you talking about melatonin? That I you was on, on Zopiclone. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So if anyone's watching that's having the same problem, you know, don't just, don't just straight away turn off of this. Now we will we will talk about it in a little bit more depth. And if you're watching on YouTube, then obviously you know hit that like button. <laughs> okay. But that's gonna cure your insomnia. Um, I don't guarantee that. It's not medically well, <laughs> medical medical advice. So, um, my experience with sleep deprivation because I think that actually ties into a a solution. Oh really? For people, because <laughs> yeah. um, this is a, a problem that obviously a lot of the, my students will have as well because they're all in these high stress environments and whatever. And so that racing thought mentality is pretty common, yeah. I think. 
Um, like a lot of the time, first of all, I think it's important to say that a lot of the time it is caused by things like stress or um, having a lot of things going on or it's exam period or, you know, there's, there's things happening or, or the really common one is people don't have good sleep hygiene. That's a really common one, right? Like they'll be on their phone in their bed. They'll be exercising really close to when they go to sleep. They'll be, um, you know, lots of like blue light. They, uh, you know, the other common ones will be napping during the day is yeah. a really big one. Um, we're not getting enough exercise, you know, because exercise is, is important to just kind of hormonally regulate and things like that. So those are sort of basic things that most people should get done first before they say, oh, my sleep is incurable. Mm. Um and a common misconception about that, which I always tell my students, is that if you're struggling with 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 poor sleep, then the important thing is not just to do like one of those things. Don't just have a blue light filter. Don't just kind of not study in bed. You you should really should be doing all of those things. If there's a problem, yeah. you should be not studying in bed and not having the blue light and getting exercise, but not too close and um, you know not, not having caffeine sort of five to six hours before Blackout you go to sleep. Curtains. Blackout curtains is a big <laughs> one. Yeah, lights are really um, not only getting to sleep, but the depth of sleep. Um, you get deeper sleep when there's blackout curtains, mm. things like that. So all of those things are really important. Neil, it looks like you had something to say for a while. Oh, no, no uh, not, not really. I, I kind of just felt guilty because I, I actually use YouTube to put myself to sleep, which is really you bad. You are so blessed, but, uh, so, Yeah, like, like <laughs> with absolute, like with horrible sleep hygiene, yeah. I still end up having a decent sleep, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I feel, you should be so I, yeah, I feel guilty. I'm happy for you. It's honestly the worst. <laughs> oh, no, no, but, but I mean, I, I've, ha I've had particular instances, not like prolonged, okay, here, here and there trying to relate, <laughs> yeah, where, where sleep was really bad, but, um, but like, yeah, I, I think I sleep pretty well. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry, guys. Thanks. Anyway, anyway, back to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely, like, I used to do that a lot, you know, mm. the whole watching YouTube in bed. Mm. Sort of thing. I still, I'll still do that because my sleep is a lot better now, so I can get away with it more. Mm. But when it's bad, it's you know just like absolute no go. Like not even you know. Some people will just say, "Don't even carry your phone into your room with you." Mm. You know, that's what's the most frustrating part. Well, for my experience, anyway, is that I did all of the right things, and a lot of people they choose to for whatever reason, whatever's going on, like exams or whatever, they'll get into bed late and they know that they're going to get a less amount of sleep i used to go to bed like even earlier mm. because i knew it would take me like three hours to go to sleep and then i still wouldn't go to sleep so i'm in bed for 12 hours or something and that whole time i slept for like two hours the there's, whole thing is frustrating yeah there's a there's even a um sort of school of thought around that is that mm. you shouldn't actually try to go to sleep if you're not tired yeah, because it sort of trains to you to be in bed without being Sort of sleepy. But I was always tired. <laughs> it always felt yeah. like I could go to sleep and then I'd get into bed and it was like. Yeah. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's that sort of, that insomniac sort of spiral is mm. that when you need to go to sleep, you can't go to sleep, but then you fall asleep in other places. So, you know, with me, there were clear issues why my sleep was all screwed up. If you if you haven't seen that episode yet, you know, <laughs> on my first year, just, just go find that episode. Long story short, I didn't sleep pretty much at all. And so my sleep was really screwed up severely for a long time after that. And in my second and third year, it was just sort of like a continuation of that horrible deprivation. I was so, so sleep deprived and my sleep cycle was so screwed up. That's one of the reasons I stopped going to lectures is because I couldn't sit in a lecture and stay awake. I think probably starting from my second semester of first year through to the end of medical school, actually more than that. Oh, there's a funny story I just remembered. 
So even more than that, because um, there's there are these things in hospital called radiology meetings. And so radiology is a... <laughs> Oh, I relate so hard. Oh, I don't know the story. So go, just go. Uh, <laughs> it's a universally claimed, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, radiology is a field of, it's a specialty of medicine that deals with medical imaging, which is looking at x-ray, CT scans, MRI scans. So you're um, doing these these imaging studies um, that are looking at uh, sort of di um, through people, right, to, to help in the diagnostic process. And so in order to, to see these, you need to see it in enough resolution and clarity to actually be able to tell because it's just kind of grayscale. Not a lot of radiology has color coding on it. And a lot of the bread and butter stuff, like an x-ray is really just different shades. They, they call it 50 shades of gray. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so you need to be able to tell if that blood is slightly darker than the surrounding tissue or something like that. And so you turn off all the lights. Right. And so in the radiology meetings, you have a very dark room with a projector on. And so for me, that's, I mean, I can't even go to lectures because sitting <laughs> in a dim room around other people, like I'll fall asleep. I can't even make it through the first lecture. You know, I'm asleep in the first 20 minutes. It's like a guarantee. That's my Zopiclone. Yeah. Literally. Wow. Yeah. So um, Zopiclone, by the way, is the medication, Emma, that you were on. And that's a, um, it's, it's, an, it's a sleep medication that's really commonly used, probably the most commonly used. It's a non-benzodiazepine sleep medication, which means that it, it helps you go to sleep, but it's not within a class of medications, which is called benzodiazepines. Um, benzodiazepines are really useful for anxiety and, and going to sleep. However, they can't be used prolonged because it causes addiction and dependency. Zopiclone's not meant to do that. Having said that, actually, Zopiclone's not meant to be effective after using it for more than sort of the first week. So you're not really meant to be using Zopiclone for more than, than a week. And sort of double dosing on Zopiclones, it probably means that there's a tolerance going on there. So um, that's kind of not how it's meant to be used. Um, having said that, something like melatonin, which is not as strong, but can be better at just helping you regain your natural sleep cycle, is not funded. So it's yeah. really expensive. I asked the doctor for melatonin when I went in there initially because I knew... I guess it's not as strong as Zopiclone would be. Yeah. So I thought that that would be what he'd put me on first. And he was like, nah, just take the Zopiclone. Yeah, and I was like, most okay. <laughs> when, when you're working at a hospital, it's very common to just be chatting Zopiclone. It's, it's, it's such a common, mm. you know, because you're in a hospital, the patients aren't sleeping probably because it's a, you know, that type of environment. So you just chat some Zopiclone and you're sort of done with it. It's a very, 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 very common medication that's prescribed. It's safe. It's it, safety profile is really good on it, but it's not as kind of the magic pill as a lot of people think. Really what you should be using Zopiclone for is get good sleep hygiene, get all the things right first, and then help you reset using Zopiclone yeah. rather than depending on it to get to sleep without you know fixing the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. So um, for, for me, me being completely really narcoleptic, um, I was falling what asleep. What is narcoleptic? <laughs> so, so narcolepsy is sort of what happens when you don't get enough sleep, when you're really um, what's called like hypersomnolent, mm. which is just really, really sleepy, mm. and you fall asleep pretty much anywhere. You're really, really sleep deprived and you fall asleep anywhere. It's really easy for you to fall asleep. And often you, it's hard, you, it's often paired with insomnia. You, it's hard to fall asleep at night. So, oh, okay. So that excessive so daytime sleepiness. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, you, you know, you were mentioning, you know, don't, don't, drive and I, I know exactly what you mean that sort of derail <laughs> it's a 
it's sort of a derealization effect. And that's mm. actually the, the term that's used is that you don't feel that you're connected with the present reality. Whoa. I used to get that a lot when I was in first year when I was very sleep deprived, you know. Give a quick, quick refresher. Like six hours of sleep a week. Uh-huh. And and what happened the year after that to your, to your blood pressure? Um, oh, wow. That was my heart rate. So oh, my, it was the heart rate, sorry. Yeah, sorry. so I was, yeah, equally I was, my heart rate was like just 90 to 100 at rest. At just rest. Doing so nothing. you... Did you choose to not go to bed or would you get into bed and not be able to sleep? <laughs> no, I cho- I, that, in my first year, I chose not to sleep because I just wanted to study. Mm. And then which, the next year, you were able to sleep or no, you just needed re- to catch up a lot? I wanted to sleep, but my body was just so screwed by that point, I just couldn't. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. But don't do that. No. You know, <laughs> do not. Way, don't. No. Definitely don't do that. No. Um, the if you hit the subscribe button, that's one subscribe, one slap to Justin. So <laughs> yeah, if that yeah. works... <laughs> So yeah, but if you but if you if you hit the subscribe button twice, it actually deactivates the slap. So you need to either hit it <laughs> once or three times or any odd number in order to successfully oh do the slap. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> embarrassed. Um, so yeah, like I I remember some real. This is re- like really dangerous. Um, I would fall asleep when I was driving all the time. Actually, fall asleep. Yeah, I'll be drow- like I'll be Drowsy, yeah. I'll be kind of slipping in and out while I was sleeping all the time. Yeah. Um almost every single time I drove, I would actually that would actually happen. I really should have stopped driving, but um you know, I guess like I don't know, just like <laughs> I- IQ problems. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like until Small something happens, until something almost happens, you just So something like Yeah, yeah, okay. well actually so something almost happened. So I was driving yeah. home from a ski trip yeah. and I was up on this windy mountain path and I actually fell asleep on a curve. Why did you drive to a windy mountain path? That's just so dumb. Like, you guys think uh. Justin's smart? <laughs> I have news for you. That's yeah. so dumb. So I will actually, I drifted across the line and I was, um, like, my car um, lift, my front wheel lift the road and um, kind of dipped off the road. And then I actually, that jerked me awake, uh, which I quickly turned, but I was on a curve. And actually, there was, a, there was a car coming directly in of that lane at that exact time. So I that was really, 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 really close call. And after that, I was like, okay, I actually really need to sort this out. Because it yeah. was one of those things that was like, it was bothering me for, at that point, like, it was an issue for a long time, exactly. you know? Exactly. So you're just like, It was like a new life. normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like, this is kind of, it's really annoying, but I just, I can't do anything about it. Mm. So I decided to throw the truck at the problem in terms of sleep hygiene. And um, that that made a really big difference, you know, using Zopiclone more strategically and uh, um, trying to do a lot, like meditation was a, a big thing for that racing thoughts, like being able to just kind of meditate out, get my racing thoughts out, journaling, putting it out. So I've got this video on like a high efficiency sleep routine. And part of that is just journaling out, like meditate for a while. And when you meditate, it's almost like you open the floodgates for random thoughts to come in. And then you're like, okay, fine. And then you just jot, note down all those thoughts. And then you do another round of meditation where you just kind of at peace and then go to sleep with no break in between. And that helped a lot with those racing thoughts. So spending like 20 minutes in advance to do that was able to cut out like two hours of just mindlessness in bed. Mm. So just get out of your system. Yeah, just to get it out of my system. As a student as well, that kind of thing, like you say it's your new normal, but... Sleep is very important for memory, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know that. And 
little like not even being a doctor but even just being a student trying to learn everything takes so much longer and it's extremely frustrating especially yeah. when you know you're someone that tries to do well in university puts their best foot forward it's like something that would have taken me 20 minutes is now taking me like two hours because like two it, days yeah because it yeah. just doesn't mm. go into my head and it puts you so far behind and that year was actually the year that it was the worst was such a hard year for me that that was actually the year that i left foster our future which by the way if you didn't know is this company it's, it's like a company that umbrella so <laughs> it's a complicated story but anyway yeah i um that year it was just so hard for me that i was like there's too many things going on in my life right now that don't need to be going on like that are absolutely essential but i just need to make more time to do the things that are essential that i have to quit this job that i love and i actually left foster our future because of it so sleep deprivation really affects you and it's especially frustrating when you're surrounded by people who are just so onto it like if i was next to you neil i'd be like oh, shut up like nope. yeah you Don't understood straight me. away cool Don't for you me. <laughs> like cool for you you know but i'm just like sitting there in the lecture theater just you know completely almost spaced out no matter how hard i'm trying to concentrate and i can imagine as a doctor or as someone that's actually you know affecting other people's yeah, lives. Yeah, it's uh, completely, it's really unsafe. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's, you get that same, it's the same thing. And I think people really, until they get to a point of that sleep deprivation, they really do underestimate sleep. Like yeah. there'll be a period of like six months or more where they're getting bad sleep, but then underestimating the effect it's actually having. But when you really look at it with that retrospectoscope, and yeah. you actually think how much efficiency loss and quality of life loss have I actually received from the sleep deprivation of the last six months? It's such a gradual decline, you don't even mm. realize it. But yeah. Your baseline changes so slowly and yeah. everything, we, we, we always compare everything to our baseline. So exactly. That's we don't even know that our baseline We just changing. accept it. That's why I said it's like a new normal. It's mm. like, I've been sleep deprived for six months, so I'm just going to drive now because otherwise I'm never going to drive. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. It's like those people <laughs> wanting to get out of lockdown because they need to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not an excuse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, the, the ground rule is, you know, get good sleep. Do what you need to do to get good sleep. See your GP about it. You know, this is something that they can actually help you with. It, it is a medical issue. Mm. Um, so mm. I would definitely recommend, and you might even need a sleep study. You might have sleep apnea. You know, you might have really large um, sort of bones inside your nose, which stop you from being able to breathe properly when you sleep, which reduces your quality of sleep. There's lots of legitimate causes um, for this. And do those things. Look up sleep hygiene. Um, right. do all of those things, do meditation, you know, do these things where the compound interest of it actually makes a real tangible effect. Mm. Um, sorry, that story with the radiology, yeah. what ended up happening was that my, the radiologist was actually one of the lecturers. Um, and I, f I was in the front row and I fell asleep and in a radiology meeting, there's not a lot of people. There were like eight people in that yeah. room. Oh yeah. It was like a tiny room, like the size of this podcast thing here. There's a TV, there's a dark green. I'm in the front row and I'm like clearly trying to pretend like I'm like staying awake. Like, you know, the, the you know, you do when you're like, yeah, you know, that, that position like, you're in, which is not quite like slouching and not quite sitting where you, your head is like balanced perfectly on the top of your spine so as to like be yeah, able yeah. to relax and sleep <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um he was uh he actually ended up like scrunching up bits of paper and like chucking it at me in the middle of the thing <laughs> he's having a good time i didn't oh, even no. know until the end and then really? they told me and there were like bits of paper at my feet. i was deeply sleeping. oh yeah, my I gosh so. i have a very similar story as well but my intention to sit at the front was to combat this like trigger of just the dark room. I'm like, oh, so this is my time to like lights out. Um, so I sat right at the front. I knew the, the radiologist was right there in front. Our consultant was behind me. 
and we're all at the front over there, right? I had my notebook out, I had my pen out and stuff. There's like, if I, I have to drop all of this, embarrass myself with two important people for me to like sleep. So I'm like, hey, the stakes are high. I can't sleep. <laughs> my ass sleeps anyway. I, yeah, and that was embarrassing. And Over enough time, I think I actually trained myself to sleep in radiology meetings. So even as a house officer, it's like my patient. And I'm really interested. I'm like, I want to know what the deal is with <laughs> yeah, the scanner. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for three days to figure out what to do with this patient. You know, like my whole team, we've been talking about it every single day, every ward right. round. We're like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna operate? What is it like? Is there a collection? Can we drain it? And we go into this radiology meeting. And I'm like, yes, this is my patient. Like, I gotta figure it out. And I'm like, come on, like, just hang in there. Wait. I would pinch myself really hard. I'd pull my work. hair out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh my god, terrible. Inflicting pain to stay awake. When the but, body um, wants to sleep, the body will sleep. <laughs> body will sleep. That's yeah. one of the things you learn actually. You know, in medical school and when you become a house officer, is that when your sleep. Um, sleep drive is strong enough, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Mm. So you will always fall. It's just, a, it, it's <clears throat> impossible to combat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so okay. Wrapping up that um, thing, you know, if, if, cause it's the same, it's going to be the same as a doctor, right? Like I remember on my 12th day of a shift where I'm just, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Like I'm writing and I, I don't, I don't even feel present. Like I'm charting medications and I think I'm probably, I've already probably already made three mistakes and it's 10 a.m. Isn't that dangerous though? Don't you guys ever go like, oh, maybe I should ask for a day. I mean, yes, but can you ask for a day off? Okay, number yeah. one, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> like technically, yes, it's a responsible thing to do. But number one, like everyone is, it puts more burden on your peers. Therefore it's like, okay, is that responsible to do? Technically, yes, but is it kind of like in a weird way frowned upon? Also kind of, yes, like that's a weird cultural mix where you really should take the day off if you need to sleep, but it's kind of like, well, look, everyone's going through it. Like yeah. you kind of need to. So like for me, mm. that was always kind of a difficult decision to sort of make. Like you kind of have to just put, you, you put up with it, you, you push through it, but everyone has different amounts of sleep they need. You know, some people only need like six, seven hours of sleep. Some people need eight, nine hours of sleep. And if you're someone that needs nine hours, you can't compare yourself with someone that needs six just because they're fine. They, they just need less. So yeah. I always try to make it so for my peers that they wouldn't feel bad. Like if they want to take a mental health day off, if they wanted to just do whatever, then like I'd be very happy to pick up the slack because like for me, it just felt so awkward to, especially in like surgical runs where the culture is like just more intense overall. Yeah. It was, it's really hard to kind of, just take a day off, even though it's unsafe. Really, from a managerial systems perspective, they should be staffing and rostering in such a way that, you know, and technically speaking, if you're not getting eight hours between the end of your first shift and the your last shift, uh, the yeah. beginning of your next one, you, like, you're allowed to protect your sleep time, technically, yeah. but no, that doesn't happen. In reality, it doesn't happen. And if you're especially a trainee on a program, yeah. like a surgical trainee for a competitive program, it just, you know, doesn't happen. You know, you'll finish a night shift, your shift ends at seven or eight a.m., and then you you're going home at like one p.m. You know, because you need to you want to spend more time in the theater after that, yeah. and then you're coming back, you know, later like later that like you're getting you know six hours sleep. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff is pretty rampant. There's no there's no real quick and easy solution for sleep deprivation. Yeah, definitely not. What I also say then, if there's no quick solution, is at least check the misconceptions. Check and know where you are wrong in terms of your ability to fix it or what you think might th the cause might be. One common one I think I can think of just off the bat because um, Tony Fernando, my guy, Tony Fernando. <laughs> we still need to get him on this podcast. Yeah, we still do. <laughs> we still do. Anyway, um, uh, he was giving us a lecture uh, in neuro in third year, uh, last year, early last year. And uh, it was a sleep 
based mm. lecture and stuff. And one of the things was he gave us like this little quiz that we had to do. Um, and the uh, one of the questions was, can you catch up your sleep over the weekends? Mm. That's what I was Answer wondering. this yourself. Answer it. Take a minute to pause it. But the answer is no. No, you, you can't. can't. Yeah. Because, what, okay. It's like a three to one ratio of sleep debt. Right. But also like think about it logically as well. <laughs> We have a seven-day cycle purely because of... Wait, why do we have a seven-day cycle? Is it Caesar's time or something? Some, something, yeah. some, some, some sort of thing. This is the structure of our week, right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't like permeate into our physio physiological yeah. sort of mm -hmm. systems and stuff. So how can you expect a seven-day cycle to be reset, resetting your physiological yeah. clock? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and it does not work like that. So yeah. can you actually catch up on sleep debt? So so sleep debt is a is an interesting thing and there's this is there's ongoing research about this. So we know that sleep debt is cumulative. We know that cumulative sleep debt debt is seriously linked significantly to many comorbidities and when I say comorbidities um, for lay people, you know, a morbidity is basically a state of reduced health in some some form of capacity. So it, it, it contributes to like um, increased heart disease, increased obesity. It, it contributes to just death, early death. Mm. So I think there's studies saying that um, getting uh, losing losing like an hour of sleep a day is the equivalent of like sm smoking like a pack of cigarettes. Like it's it's the effect that it has is just ridiculous. Mm. It's such a huge effect. Well, it's like the same as being morbidly obese in terms of the the risk to your cardiovascular health. So. Um, sleep debt is a, is a real thing. It's cumulative. Can you combat it? Technically, yes, and technically, no. So in one hand, damage is already done. So can you kind of reverse that? You got to give your body the time to sort of heal in a way. But the amount that you need to heal to, to cover it is usually huge. So I've seen some conflicting studies on this, but some say that if you do an all-nighter, it takes anywhere between three days, and some studies I've seen say two weeks of perfect sleep to recover from a one single all-nighter. So if you have reduced quality of sleep for, let's say, I don't know, three months, then well, I calculated based on that uh, how much, how long I'd need to have perfect sleep to recover from my first year, and it was like 17 years. Is that, can you make that comparison though? I don't think so. Yeah. So really it's but like, like a cool fact, like if you want to spit it out there, little sounds, <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you, you kind of can, but it's, it's in that gray area. Yeah. It's not to scare anyone, but if you have the choice to sleep like Neil does, take it. I should, I should be taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It is be important. there for your friends that can't because mm. they're going through a hard time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah it's serious like take it seriously really do something about it. don't underestimate it and i know that there are you know students listening to this that are a little bit younger you know high school early years of university and that it hasn't really you know clicked through that how important it is so just yeah take it seriously mm -hmm. one way to fall asleep i'd say would be to hit that like button once again and um subscribe maybe twice um, it's no, the third time twice. we're like plugging no, this No, three same. times. Yeah. So what? Odd numbers only. <laughs> we're trying too hard now. <laughs> Sweet. Anyway, thanks for listening and um, hope you have a good night. See ya. Uh, sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.